You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 111, with Cheryl Klein and Scott Danish. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, all of you amazing, abundant leaders out there. I am Wally Carmichael, your host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community. Today we're talking about something that is very important to me, and that is mental toughness. You know, I once read this, or I must have heard it somewhere, that a bunch of Fortune 500 executives were asked, what do you look for in potential new hires when you're doing job interviews? And one of the top responses was resilience. And I personally equate resilience with mental toughness. Now, there's no doubt about it that some people have more mental toughness than others. But why is that? Has it got something to do with their upbringing? Maybe some events that they've gone through that others haven't gone through? Sure, that'll certainly make you tougher than the average person. And that's part of my background. But some people, you know, I don't want to say that they're sheltered or they're nurtured but the fact of the matter is they have a different lifestyle and they may not be as mentally tough as other people but it's extremely important to have mental toughness and to be resilient so that when tragic events occur in your life you can cope with them better and you can react to them better and you can help other people get through them better so it just makes sense right so how do you learn this well in the army I was a master resiliency trainer and there were something like 12 or 14 different modules that we had to run people through for all these different scenarios and different ways to learn how to deal with various events that occur every single day rather in your personal life at work and it was extremely important to train the family members on the same resiliency training because they needed resiliency while their spouse was and their soldier was deployed to a dangerous environment. They definitely need to be resilient and have mental toughness. Well, that's what we're talking about today. We're talking with Cheryl and Scott today, and they have an amazing program that they've put together called The Zone Lab, where they're working with teens to help develop mental toughness. I absolutely love this conversation. And while their focus is teens, and we are gonna have the conversation about building mental toughness in teenagers, don't count yourself out rather you're associated with teenagers or not because I assure you you will get something out of this conversation you're gonna also want to share this conversation with others and you can do that in so many ways as I always always talk about one of course is just to simply share the link menofabundance.com and of course you can share this episode on whatever podcast player you're using just click on the share button you'll probably either see three little dots or three little lines on your app that's a drop-down menu And when you click on that, you'll have several options. One of them is to share this episode. So you can share this episode and this podcast from right there. You can share it in a message. You can share it on Facebook Messenger. Share it on Twitter. However it is that you're comfortable, share Men of Abundance with everybody you come in contact with. That way more people can get on these conversations and get something out of it just like you are. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave a rating and review. That helps us out so much. I can't even explain how much that that helps us out. 
So let me share just a little bit about our feature guest today. One, we have Cheryl Klein. She's the CEO and founder of the Zone Lab LLC. She's a mental toughness and certified high-performance coach, published author, speaker, and mother of three kids who are high school and college division one student athletes. That's impressive. Cheryl has worked with recreational and world-class athletes across many different sports, and she's delivered her content in corporate settings such as Google Ventures, Bank of America, Autodesk, Pixar, Microsoft, and so many more. Her focus, however, is on 13 to 19-year-old students and athletes so they can have a mental toughness foundation as early as possible. And this is extremely important. Whether for athletes, academics, or corporate settings, Cheryl is passionate about teaching her zoned-in mental toughness framework so clients can dream, plan, and achieve their best. Scott Danish is the co-owner of the Zone Lab LLC and president and co-owner of Bay Creative, a full-service business-to-business marketing, creative, branding agency in San Francisco. He brings his unique and entrepreneurial perspective to client development, marketing strategy, and business operations. Scott has more than 25 years of senior level marketing experience in driving product, service, channel, and corporate marketing strategies in multiple industries. Prior to Bay Creative, Scott was a director of marketing at Cisco. In this capacity, Scott led a team of world-class marketers that delivered strategic, innovative, and integrated marketing campaigns, which resulted in more than $2.3 billion in Cisco services revenues from enterprise-level businesses and government agencies across the U.S. and Canada. Men of Abundance, it is my distinct honor to introduce you to Ms. Cheryl Klein and Mr. Scott Danish. Cheryl and Scott, welcome to Men of Abundance. I'm so excited to have you two here. How are you doing? Great, Wally. Thanks for having us on. I, I have uh, been a podcast listener of yours for uh, several months now, and uh, I'm just thrilled to be on, and it's great to have Cheryl join me as well. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm really glad to be here as well. It seems like an honor to be on a podcast with such a title. I'm sure you don't let many of us on, so thank you. Yeah, well, you know, Scott and I have been communicating for, like he said, a couple months, and um, we've actually gotten a chance to talk a couple times through, uh, you know, we've talked in person, we've gotten on, you know, email back and forth and stuff like that, and quite frankly, Scott, you have greatly encouraged me uh, more than I can say. I know we've had this conversation before, but you, you have really encouraged me quite a bit and started me down a path that I did not expect to go, and I want to thank you for that right here and now. Well, that's really humbling. Uh, thank you much. I, I, um, I'm in a phase of my life right now where I am, uh, a, you know, quote unquote, a learner. So to know that I have uh, influenced your life uh, means a lot to me. And I, I reached out to you, I was able to reach out to you, and it was it was really because your your um, commentary and your guests that you have on are really resonating with me uh, in the, the stage I'm in my life right now. And so. Um, it's it's really just a pleasure to to um, get to know you and and uh, and to continue our conversations. That means so much to me. It really does. So before we get too much into the show, I really like to start the show out with an attitude of gratitude. What do you two have to be grateful for today? And I would like to hear this from both of you. Well, I am grateful for Scott. First of all, um, we thought for a long time that we were meant to do something really special together, and I'm grateful for just the sweet person he is and his uh, love and support. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm also grateful for three healthy children and 
gosh, opportunity. Um, I'm grateful for the opportunity that's been presenting myself. And one thing we'll talk about this a little later, but you know, this business and our business didn't scale until we decided it was time to scale. And now opportunity is presenting itself everywhere. So I'm really grateful for that. Well, I, I don't, I don't want, you know, I, First of all, I appreciate your comment, Cheryl. Thank you. And obviously, I'm very grateful for you. I think I told you that this morning. Um, I'll, I'll make things a little different. Um, you know, this uh, past week, uh, we celebrated Passover. And essentially, that's, you know, a story of, um, of about freedom. And, um, boy, I, I am just so grateful to live in um, a free country, to have the, uh, the freedoms to make my own decisions, to... Um, uh, pray the way I want, to talk to whoever I want, uh, to uh, do whatever with my life that I want to. And um, that's just a valuable um, uh, feeling to have. Um, and it's something I don't take for granted. So I'm very grateful for our freedom. Amen to that, Scott. And thank you both for sharing that. I really appreciate it. Now, before we got started here, I talked a little bit about what you're doing not is didn't get as much into who you are because here on the show we really like to get to know the people behind the abundance and then in this case a couple and individually so if you could uh, share with us a little bit about yourself let's get a little bit personal well great um i again uh, my name is scott danish and uh i am middle age i guess you call it um but but Assuming uh, you're gonna live to 100 yeah yeah exactly um <laughs> i am an entrepreneur uh i i own a successful uh full service uh, marketing creative and branding agency in san francisco where uh, our focus of clients are b 2 b2b clients where um for the last uh, nine years we have uh, we've really built a great uh, offering for uh, helping our clients uh, reach reach their goals through um, a variety of different marketing initiatives. Um, our, uh, aside from from my business, I'm a father of uh, two, and um, uh, we are uh, Cheryl and I are involved in a, in a blended family uh, right now. So that the 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 uh, interaction with the even more kids has just been a joy, uh, as well as some uh, challenges. A joy most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Yeah, and then um, as Cheryl noted, uh, you know, Cheryl and I reacquainted with each other um, about five and a half years ago um, uh, after about twenty twenty plus year hiatus of knowing each other, um, and you know, we we just we just uh, had something in our gut that just said we're we're meant to be together and we are meant to do something really special that's going to affect a lot of people. And so I've started, you know, she and I have started a second business uh, because uh, I just, I love being an entrepreneur and uh, um, Cheryl will talk a little bit about our business, but uh, it's, it's been fun um, with dealing with the challenges of starting from scratch and growing a business that is, that uh, uh, we eventually want primarily to uh, scale to as many as possible. And that means utilizing uh, online as much as we can. All right, uh, me. Well, I'm Sh my name's Cheryl. Last name is Klein, and uh, I had a private practice. I specialize. Well, let me back up a little. I used to work with high school, college, and world class athletes. My background is applied sports psychology, and then two years ago, I took a step back and I thought, you know what? I'm going to focus on teens because I want to catch everyone uh, as young as they can to give them the skills to dream, plan, and achieve their best and to 
persevere even when it gets rough and to be able to manage their thoughts and emotions, especially in situations that really matter to them. And most importantly, to help them avoid the struggle that I had, you know, with school and with my sport when I was growing up. And so that's, I, we trans, we, um, I had a pretty successful private practice and then we formed it into an LLC and formed the Zone Lab. So I'm currently specializing in teens and I've been kind of uh, found out by women in leadership because um, that's been this content for mental toughness um, in the workplace has been really important for them. And I also have a group of men as well who um, I think mental toughness really helps with living an abundant life because sometimes we have to learn how to plan out what's important to us and then take the measurable steps to get there even when it's rough. So it's a universal skill that I'm teaching to a lot of people, but I specialize in teens and young adults to catch them as early as possible because if I knew this when I was a teen, I would be giving Tony Robbins and Oprah a run for their money right now. No, I'm just, I'm kind of kidding. Um, but I would have seen the level of success a lot sooner. So I'm just passionate about getting this framework out there. Yeah, so I'm really, when uh, Scott reached out to me about getting you two on the show and having this conversation, one of the things that really stuck out about the whole what he sent me and the whole information about what you're doing is mental toughness in itself. And then you're working with kids, which I absolutely love, catching them at such a young age to help them be resilient in their teens. And when they're young is most definitely, without a doubt, going to help them as adults. And then you're absolutely correct. Living a life of abundance is a huge part of that, is being mentally tough and being resilient in, in everything that you do because things aren't always going to go right and some things are completely out of our control and ultimately it's all about how you react to that uh, event that's going to help you either raise up out of it or you know just go down a hole that nobody wants to go down so I truly commend you for doing that and you touched on it a little bit but how did you get into the whole concept and the whole idea of mental toughness and got you to the point to where you're being a, a high performance coach uh, well that's an interesting question it's because of a struggle that I had in school I went to a small private school which probably wasn't the best place for me but I felt like I prepared twice as hard and spent twice as long studying but I was so nervous sitting down to those tests that my thoughts and emotions got in the way of me doing my best and the same thing happened in my sport. I was fortunate enough to ride, uh, be an equestrian show jumper. Um, and I had a horse that no one thought would ever amount to anything. But after four years of training, you know, I qualified for national event. But by the time I got there, I was worrying about everything except the task at hand. That was getting over 12 jumps. And so four years and hundreds of hours of practice kind of ended up in about five minutes of failure. So it felt... So because of my experience uh, in my sport in school, I eventually went back to learn why world-class athletes can train their whole life and have it boil down to a couple minutes, let's say in the Olympics for say, and they can manage their thoughts and emotions so well that they can do their best. And so I really teach kids and young adults and anyone for that matter that you know we can't all be world-class athletes, but we can learn 
the same mindset so we can do our best and make progress, especially when it matters. So that was a long-winded answer of saying I'm doing this so others don't have to struggle with the same thing that I did. Well, thanks for sharing that, and that's a very good point. And you bring up the fact that, as I've said multiple times, and it's been brought out on this show and many other conversations, is most great things come from some sort of adversity. Many, many great things come from some sort of adversity. So that's what I'd like to take you right now is that kick in the gut moment uh, that, you, if you know, I'm sure you've got plenty. Between the two of you, you've got more than enough to share. But I'd like for you to share that biggest kick in the gut moment that was on a personal level and really kind of make us feel that. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, again, like you said, there are many kick in the gut moments. Uh, uh, and, you know, if I had to... I have to say one that really has has stuck out for me. Um, uh, it, it centers around uh, uh, not being fulfilled, and one of the challenges that that I've had in my life is that um, my energy has come from being responsible for other people. My energy has come from um, seeing approval from other people, um, taking care of other people. Um, and my, my, I had a kick in the gut moment um, as an entrepreneur um, not too long ago where, um, uh, you know, going out and, and getting new business, especially for a, a professional service uh, agency like, like a, a marketing agency like ours, is pretty tough to do. And I had spent a lot of time with this one prospect. And um, finally, it came down to um, uh, a couple of different agencies. And... Um, we ended up winning some business. In fact, we ended up winning a lot of business. It was in the six figures. And the first thing that came to my mind after winning the business was, oh, thank you know, thank God I don't have to nag that person anymore. So I wasn't thinking about, um, I wasn't thinking about, wow, I've really made an amazing accomplishment, and and Pat, you know, I should be celebrating it and and jazz. Um, I was I was thinking more along the lines of, okay, I can keep payroll going. Um, you know, and and you know, and um, you know, and, and I and I can and I can keep and I can keep the business afloat. Um, it wasn't uh, an internal fulfillment, and that's really, as I mentioned earlier, I'm I'm in a learning stage right now, and that's one of the biggest challenges that I, that, that I am need to overcome, which is is knowing that yeah, yeah, you can be responsible for other people, but but the person you need to be most responsible for is yourself. You know, and and I've just been enlightened to that, and and I'm in a process now of gaining good habits, so that uh, I can I can do that. So the kick in the gut moment again was was realizing, God, you know, I should just be completely celebrating this amazing accomplishment that I helped do, um, but you know, it just turned out to be oh, I'm unfulfilled again, and you know, you know, I just saw I just saw it as a negative response. Right. And, you know, one of the things that I want to point out there is we're all, every one of us is in a perpetual learning environment. We're always in learning mode. Those of us who want to move forward and want to improve our lives and improve improve the lives of others around us, even just by connecting and just by being there without a conversation, we're all in a learning mode. So really, thank you for sharing that with us. I want to interject. Mine wasn't necessarily, uh, you know, when you get 
kick down. Mine was when I told you that I transferred from a private practice into starting a, our, the Zone Lab LLC. And that came when a girl that I had worked with for four, uh, her entire high school career, uh, she was also a writer. And she wasn't seeing the results that she wanted. And she was going to quit. But she loved the sport. She was really torn. And she was really suffering. And at the end of the four years before she was heading off to college, she mailed me a card. And the card said, Cheryl, thank you for working with me over the years. And she was going to ride, by the way, in college. And she said, I would have never gotten to where um, I have without you. And she said, most importantly, thank you for helping me find my joy again. So that was my kick in the gut to think you know what I work with a dozen kids at a time but it's not good enough mm. there's more kids that deserve to have the joy in what they're doing in school or their sport or whatever their extracurricular was and that's when I shut down my private practice and we you know hung our shingle for something bigger and that's a big goal that's a, you know definitely something bigger and I commend you for wanting to reach out and help more people and specifically more kids in this case and you're right you know well the, the fact of the matter is um, you know we can't help everybody we can't reach out to everybody we can't reach everybody all the time but with the technology that we have today and the tools that we have at our fingertips heck the tools we have on our cell phone allow us to reach out to so many more people so how are you doing that since you left your private practice and now you're reaching out to more people? Let's get a little bit more into what you're doing with your business, with the uh, the Zone Lab, and how are you reaching out? How are you able to reach more kids now than you were in your private practice? Uh, well, I've been doing a lot of speaking, but also we're in the, you know, I have a course called The Team's Guide to Mental Toughness which are being used by a couple of volleyball clubs across the country. We're also in the process of producing a seven-day mental toughness challenge as well as an evergreen product where kids will get content texted to them on a weekly basis. And the seven-day challenge, by the way, includes the parents. Mm. And so it's something that the parents and kids do together. And I think that is very important because... We were thinking about it the last time I think we were in Mexico running on the beach. We're like, you know what? We need to create a high-performance family because, uh, you know, kids were noticing or something that I was noticing that kids were telling me is that they were learning all of these skills on mental toughness and they were changing all these habits and they were finding their joy again, but their parents didn't seem very happy. And so that kind of sunk me back on my heels and made me think for a minute and I'm like you know that's when I went back and got certified so I'm now certified uh, as a high certified high performance coach so I work with adults as well and I work with adults and kids separately but we're creating a seven day challenge for teens that will involve their parents as well so that's what's in the the work so far you know we reach out to kids we have a Facebook page we're starting to gain a presence on Instagram so in answer to your question it's one-on-one -on -one group coaching a online course and creating um, now a platform for teens and parents to be mentally tough together and, and let me expand on that a little bit because it really um, you know in order to have the mission that we have and our mission um, you know we have a we have a, a specific mission to 
to empower uh, right now to empower ten thousand teens with with mental toughness skills so that they can dream and plan and achieve and do their best and whatever is important to them. So to have that lofty of a goal, we realize that we need to use uh, use online tools to scale. And you know what a, one of the strategies that we're also taking is to reach out to influencers, key influencers that are uh, connected to teens. Um, influencers like like uh, national sports camps, like like national uh, uh, scholastic organizations, um, uh, national uh, religious organizations. We we want we're reaching out to them, and essentially uh, we're going to to give our, inf- our our content over to them. Um, and and in doing so, uh, we feel like they can help um, uh, connect to the team and broadcast it out to the team, and they'll be opportunities for us to uh, to grow the business the money will come in you know uh, as we do that but it's right now we're in a stage of really driving awareness um, and informing people about how important it is for teens to be mentally tough gaining our credibility uh, and you know and then um, and then we'll be in a process of of, uh, of really driving revenue you know but but um, you know it's it's uh, you know as you know Wally, it's it's, it's a it's a process that takes some time to really get out there and make people aware of you, um, get people to trust you, uh, and that you're going to provide them with valuable information, um, all that before you even say, hey, you know, buy this from me. Absolutely, 100%. I think the biggest win, I know the biggest win is, uh, and it's so abundant in your thinking, is that you're reaching out to the parents because even if you were able to, like you were obviously able to help the child uh, once you bring the, the parent into the mix, then you're really taking it to a whole nother level. I mean, you've really taken it to a whole nother level when you get the family involved. And I absolutely love that. And what made you, what was the moment that you realized that you really had to do that and bring the parents on board? Well, I'll, I'll let I'll Cheryl talk to hers, but my moment was a personal experience. Um, I... Uh, I had some teens. I had, at the time, I had uh, teenagers, and and one of one of uh, my teens was going down a wrong path. Um, and you know, I you know, you can love your kids to death, but you might not necessarily have certain skills to help them get back on a path. You know, and um, you know, it 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 takes a lot of collaboration between a parent and a teen uh, to help resolve them and to give them the skills that they need you know and so you know you know we we were in a position to um, because we didn't have certain skills to um, uh, to educate our son to give him the tools that he needed to get back on path we needed to you know to uh, use a outside service and and um, enroll him in a boarding school you know so you know that was kind of my moment to realize how important it is for parents to get educated, to be colla- you know, you know, to be collaborative. Because when he got back, you know, from from school, you know, that's when you know everything really began for us. That you know, during that time he was away, we were I was educating myself on what's what's you know uh, how we can best you know keep him on track, uh, and and the collaboration really began. You know, and it was very satisfying. And then I just want to interject uh, with a story rather than an explanation. So I had a young man come to me. He was very young at the time. He was 11. And at the time, he said, you know, I have a dream 
that I would like to play tennis for the University of California. But he was small. I mean, at the time, I, he, I don't know how tall he was. He couldn't have weighed 90 pounds. And then I worked with him and worked with him. We got out of plan to getting better. And there were a lot of tears coming back from these tournaments because he was small and he was disciplined and he did all the right things. But he got beat at the higher level tournaments because kids had uh, a lot of height and muscle on him. And it was just kind of Im impossible for him to win. But this kid went to bed at 8.30 at night. He got up at 5.30 in the morning once he was in middle school and high school. And he worked his tail off. And, you know, I taught him a framework of how to be mentally tough, how to be resilient, how to persevere when things get rough. And uh, when he was a junior, I asked him again, I said, what is your dream? He said, my dream still to play for the University of California, but they're not gonna recruit me. I'm five foot six, I weigh 130 pounds. And I said, you know what, you've done all the right things. So you need to pack up all your volunteer work, your transcripts, pack up everything and go have a meeting with them and go explain yourself and what your dream's been and how hard you've worked. And he worked as hard as he could possibly work for seven years for this dream. And when I talked to him the next time, I said, what happened? And he said, well, the coach stood up and shook my hand and said, welcome to the University of California. <laughs> and uh, the story continues because he's a freshman this year and he started out as the stringer and the coach, you know, he strings the rackets. Mm -hmm. The coach said, you may never play here but I can see how you'll add value to the team. But you can try out every year, but you start working out with the girls. He said, I don't care. I'll do whatever it takes. So long story short, he got two months into the season. They pulled him up <clears throat> onto the team. And so now he is still stringing rackets and making a little money for college, but he's a real member of the tennis team in the University of California. And you know what? I'm not saying that to toot his horn or mine, but I'm saying, you know, these are the kids that are going to be discovering how to help people, discovering cures, running our government. So what will they be able to achieve if they know that if they work hard, they can beat all odds and they can dream big and make it happen? So that hopefully explains a little bit of an answer to your question. And that happens to be my middle son, but I have a couple of other stories like that to tell if you want to hear them. I would actually, absolutely, and we're getting into the good news story part of the show, and I love, absolutely love these good news stories. I want to take a little bit of a different twist, though, and I'm going to ask you to reach into your bag of stories, because I know you've got a few, quite a few, but, you know, I don't like to emphasize the point where sometimes people just need to realize that where they, their original goal, their original dream, it changes along the way. For various reasons. It happened to me. It's happened to me a couple times, actually, and it was very gut-wrenching, very hard to accept, but I had to make tough decisions. Can Do you have a story like that to where you had somebody who just knew they wanted to do something? Take, for instance, that five-foot, you know, that little short little guy that wanted to go play for the NBA or something like that. And and But it went on a different way, and it ended up being... And, and that story there is actually a really good one in that you know, he was, I'm glad you clarified what a stringer is because I would have never figured that out. But uh, <laughs> even though I've played tennis, I'd never figured that out. But do you have a story like that that you could share with us? Um, yeah, that's, that is a good question. I, well, a lot, quite a while ago, um, I worked with a young man who played soccer. And he played soccer, but what he really wanted to be is a punter for football. Mm. 
And I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because of the proximity where we live, but he wanted to play, be a punter for Cal as well. And they kept saying, no, no, no. He kept, he was, even though he was a soccer player, he had a scholarship to Davis. His dream was to be a punter. And so he never gave up, never gave up. And they kept telling him, no, he sent tapes. He went down there. He kept, he hired a coach to help him with punting. And so he finally decided that he could do everything that, you know, he could do. So he accepted a scholarship to be a soccer player um, at UC Davis. And then in, uh, gosh, it was the beginning of August before his fall of his freshman year. He decided that, you know what, something was in him that said, you know what, I, this dream has not died for me. So he sent in another tape and he went down to uh, talk to the coach again and as maybe chance or luck or perseverance or something would have it they had two punters get injured early on and he ended up playing for the University of California and being second or third string but he also worked it out so he got to start as well um, so that was just more of a story of perseverance and not giving up not being kind of forced out but I really believe and I don't know if this is um, I'm sure there's science behind it there's half science half spiritual but I think if people are open to possibilities and they have a positive mindset because we're talking a little bit about mindset today then they are much more aware of opportunity you know, there's so many things about these stories that you're sharing with us and this, th those type of stories in general. And But one of the biggest things that I get from that one is he had this, he just, he just, the, it was just nagging at him. And so many people have that same nagging voice in their head, but they never pursue it. And they don't pursue it for so many reasons. Either as a child, they were told they couldn't do a certain thing by somebody that they love, that loved them, like their mom or their dad. And many of our parents and our closest friends and our siblings will tell us not to pursue certain things because they don't want to see us get hurt. And that sticks with us forever. But I really commend the folks who consistently go after their dreams and take action and actually do it. I, I just can't say enough about those. I just, I'm a sucker for all of those stories. Whether they make it or not, at least they went after it. They tried. They figured out that, you know, this is what I truly wanted to do because that was my situation. It was something that I really, really wanted to do. And while I was in the middle of it, I just realized it wasn't what I expected of it. And I tried it. I got it out of my system and I moved on and did something else. So thanks for sharing that. Yeah, no worries. So we're at the point in the show where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? We're ready. Awesome. Hey, guys, if I've been at all successful in convincing you that you need some sort of a side hustle, you're out looking right now for some way to build a side hustle or build upon an idea that you already have. And you're trying to learn things like building a website. What website should I use? What provider should I use? What kind of marketing should I do? Online marketing, social media marketing. Should I look at these new bots, these Facebook bots? How do I create an email list? What autoresponder do I use? I mean, I can go on and on with all of the different intricate parts of starting a business, whether it's online, offline, brick and mortar, out of your home, whatever it is, you name it, you don't have to look any further. 
you can get it all in one place in a membership site called Freedom. F-R-E-E-D-Y-M. And I'm a member of Freedom. I'm always in there. I'm always learning new things. They're consistently adding new video tutorials, which is the way that I like to learn. I like to watch the video, pause it, then go implement it, then start it again, and continue on from there. And you can go back all the time, anytime that you want, and watch these videos. Freedom is dubbed the Netflix for entrepreneurs because there are so many videos in there from all kinds of different people, not the same person. That's the cool thing about it. Yes, Ryan Lee is the creator of Freedom, and you'll hear him a lot. But he also brings on other experts that are experts in their field, people that he learns from, and he shares that information with all the members within Freedom. Now, you can get access to Freedom by going to menofabundance.com, click on the Resources tab, and scroll down and you'll see the Freedom logo. Now, if you are looking to get started with Freedom, I am asking you to use that link because it is linked back to me. Because since becoming a member and absolutely loving everything in there, I became an advocate, and then I found out I could become an affiliate. What that means is, for everybody that signs up from that link, Men of Abundance gets a kickback. And I say Men of Abundance because that's going back into keeping the mic on. And as I start generating more income through Men of Abundance, a portion of the income is going to various charities that I'm aligned with. So not only are you going to get the best training that you're going to find online to start any type of online business or brick and mortar business, you're also going to be helping me keep the mic on and helping a charity. How awesome is that? Paying it forward multiplied. Now go take a look at what freedom can do for you at menofabundance.com forward slash resources or just click on the resources tab at menofabundance.com. Now let's get back to the conversation. So give our abundant leaders one to three actionable steps that they can take today. Okay I guess I will take I'll take two of those. I don't know maybe Scott can take one. So I would say one would be up your level of presence. You know, part of, I think of everyone, the goggles I look through are everyone to me is a world-class athlete. And if you had trained your entire life for an event, and now it is your moment to shine, you would not be on your cell phone. So, or you would not be trying to do an email, or you would not be distracted. So, world-class athletes perform their best when they're calm, carefree, that means carefree the outcome, and 100% focused. And so, I would recommend for anyone to have set up a positive, what I call a positive trigger. So, before you come home, uh, well, two things. Before you leave in the morning, if you're leaving a loved one, even if you're in a rush, take 30 seconds to look them in the eye give them a kiss, tell them goodbye like you're never going to see them again. When you come home, have a trigger to get present, whether it's touching the top of the doorway that you're walking through. Learn how to have a couple moments of world-class focus with those you love. That will transfer over into a lot of other things that you do, whether it's a presentation at work or a pitch or anything like that. But let's start with your family because when I work with adults for high performance, it's sustainable high performance coaching. It has to do a lot. It's not just best practices at work. In order for us to do our best at work, we need to be supported by the ones we love. So my first tip is to be very present in the morning, look someone in the eyes, 
tell them that you love them, and treat it like you're never going to see them again. Also, on the way home, think of a trigger or a habit to get present. Leave whatever you've left at work, whether it's stressful, whether it's, you know, whatever's going on, and just leave it for a couple moments to be present with your kids, your loved one, your partner, what have you. So that's really the biggest one that I can leave with you right now. I love it. Scott, what do you got for us? What what I think is the biggest is to uh, give yourself permission. I think that it's so important. You know, we were talking about your why earlier. You know, why you do things, why you dream, what's important to you. Um, at least from my own personal experience, um, you get in a comfort zone, and um, it's so you know easy to. Um, you know, it's so easy to to uh, do yesterday. You know, do today what you did yesterday, and you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, I had been in a challenge of um, of focusing my actions based on what other people will think of me, um, what is my responsibility to others, and you know, I I really have been enlightened again through learning that it's so important to just let your guard down. Give yourself permission to do something different, to learn, to experience, to take that first step forward, you know, and, you know, and see how that changes your life. You know, great things happen to people. Uh, people are always going to be resilient and bounce back on things. Um, the fear of failure is, is all, you know, it's, it's, it's in your head and it's been ingrained through you know some actions that you've had in the past, but it's so incredibly important to live in the present, to live now, and especially if you're trying to be a role model for your teens or or any other uh, age of your children, it's really important that they see in you that you have given yourself permission to have experiences, and and I think that's that's. I think that's really important for you to pass along to your kids. And can I, if I can interject the third thing, something um, that listeners can hopefully wrap their arms around that they can take away. Since my background is applied sports psychology, I like to give people that are things that are things that are tangible. So hopefully those two tidbits of information are tangible and they can put it into use. But I'd also like to offer to your listeners, and I think you have our contact information. Um, five free strategy sessions for adults and what that is is it discusses what high-performance coaching is and how it can affect their life and these are all for free only for your listeners I don't do that all the time but I really want to do that for you and I also like to offer five free 30-minute sessions for parents and one teen if that's something that they think that it might be able to help their teen for your listeners so hopefully they will find that helpful Cheryl I truly appreciate that that's very abundant of you and we will definitely make sure we have that link linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com so what daily habits make up the biggest impact in your life well the daily habits uh, that make the biggest impact uh, in my life are um, uh, in the morning uh, you know we've built some really good routines uh, good habits um, uh, there's exercise. Um, there's uh, diet. Um, we've, uh, there's meditation. Um, there's uh, journaling, as well, and and identifying what we're grateful for, what what great things we want to happen during the day. 
Um, and during the day, um, there's there's pausing. There is um, taking some time to um, uh, give yourself a break, to distance yourself from what you're doing. Um, and then, as Cheryl mentioned, I think what's also really important is being in the moment, uh, having energy going into something, um, especially if you're transitioning from one thing to another. Uh, those, those have been important things that I try to focus on each day. And I'd say for me, it's unplugging uh, ideally 60 minutes before bed. Um, sometimes it's 30, I have to be totally transparent. Um, and also taking that time, I have the five minute journal, I'll be very honest, I don't have a lot of patience to do a lot of journaling, but I do have the five minute journal that I go through at night and in the morning. And the other thing in the morning, I mean, I do some of the same things that Scott does, um, but one thing that he didn't say that I do that I find extremely helpful is to set an intention for the day. A lot of times our attitude, our outlook is based on things that we create in our heads. So I really set an intention for progress. I set an intention for being happy. So I set in intentions in the morning of how I want to go through my day and what is most important to me for that day. So setting intentions, it's very, they're very important for accelerating progress when it comes to academics, athletics, or work, but they also can be very transformational for setting them every morning for how you want to go about your day. I love that setting intentions. That's a new one to me. I hadn't heard that one before, but it certainly makes sense. And I guess I kind of do that when I'm doing my attitude, you know, giving my being grateful in the morning and I write that down. I find when I journal, I'm so much more productive when I'm journaling regularly. I think I think it's individualistic, right? I think that uh, what's important is that you take a step and try it. And journaling can mean, you know, like you said, being 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 very articulate and and um, you know, writing down everything that that uh, went on during the day, or it can be as simple as just writing three words to start with, and in having those three words, uh, thinking about those three words during the day. But but what's important is just you know, give it a try. Yeah, and if I can interject one thing that I've actually learned quite recently that has, has been amazing for me and it's also been super transformational for the teens that I work with, when we're talking about gratitude, it's important to write down something that's important to you, that's really a dream of yours, very important to you, but you haven't yet achieved it yet and express gratitude for that. So, for, for example, I work with a young man who's a soccer player. He wrote down in his journal a couple things that he was grateful for, that he could afford to play soccer, that it was sunny outside, and then he wrote down that he had great gratitude for being able to do a scissor kick and get a goal in. He's like, oh, I'll never be able to do that, but that's awesome. You know, and he wrote that down for a couple weeks, and then he met with me on the third week. He's like, you're not going to guess what happened. <laughs> and well, oh, guess what he did? So one challenge I'd like to propose to your listeners is when they're thinking about or more importantly writing down items of gratitude, be sure to include a big dream that's important that you want to see happen that hasn't quite happened yet. Excellent. Excellent. I love that. What are you reading or listening to right now that you would recommend to our men of abundance and why? Well... <laughs> I'm reading two books right now. Um, the first book is called Pause, 
and it's written by uh, Rachel O'Meara, O'Meara, excuse me, and um, it it deals with her. Um, you know, she was a Google executive, um, had you know went through a stage of um, some some poor performance reviews, uh, and uh, as as much as she changed her method uh, at work. Um, she she continued to get poor reviews and wasn't making progress. And what became clear to her is that she needed to take a break from the stresses that she had in her life, the situations at work, in her relationships. And she took a pause. She took a three month break to really, uh, you know, step out of her own world and gain some new experiences. And you know, you know, deep, you know, uh, disconnect from uh, social media, disconnect from her cell phone, um, uh, and get in touch with what is really important with her. And, and as the book goes along, she then provides uh, steps along the way of how uh, the reader can can um, successfully do their own pause, which once again is, is very individualistic of, of, of what what is best for them. The other book I'm reading is, uh, and I don't know if you've read it, Wally, is uh, Tim Ferriss's Tools of, Ti- uh, you know, Tools of Titans. Where he, you know, Tim Ferriss, um, one of the smartest guys uh, I've, I've heard, um, is you know interviews uh, celebrities and uh, 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 educational pundits and and government government universal high performers universal high performers. Thank you, <laughs> uh, universal high performers. Um, and you know, and provides uh, you know their own story and their own uh, suggestions for for high performance. Um, and it's really it's it's fantastic. It's in a, a you know a short story format. It's it's a very long book, but it's easy to read the stories. So short note on uh, the, the Rachel Miro's book Pause. So Scott's now taking a one month sabbatical. So if you recommend that book, you might be getting hate mail well, from and, spouses. And, and, but, uh, right, but anyway, no, you're done with your. You no, know, I um, decided this before reading the book. <laughs> anyways, no, it's a great book. I love Rachel O'Meara. Just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> so the, the book that I, the books that I'm reading, the one is the One Thing, which is uh, by Gary Keller of Keller Williams. And you know, I'm out to save the world and to teach the world how to be mentally tough. But to do that, I need to pick, start small. And then go big. So, in my efforts of you know having and clarity on what I want to do and who I want to help, it needs to be you know constantly further refined so I can do it and do it well and serve those that I'm trying to serve and serve them well. So I'm reading that book, which is amazing, and I'm also reading The Automatic Millionaire by David Bach, mainly to um, get a further hold on kind of my finances, even though they're fine, but to get a better understanding of, you know, as money's starting to come in, where it's going, and just to get a real hold on it, and also, too, to educate my kids. My kids are 17, 19, and 21, and so I'm also sharing this content, collaborating with them, the importance of, you know, just like success doesn't happen overnight, wealth doesn't happen overnight. So it's habits, you know, success starts with habits, building wealth starts with habits. So I'm reading that as well. Absolutely correct. A lot of great books mentioned there. I have not read uh, Tim Ferriss's latest book yet. I've read his uh, four-hour work week, but Tim is the uh, human guinea pig 
The One Thing is an excellent, excellent book, and that's also co-written by Jay Pepizan, who I've had on the show as well. And um, David Bach, oh my goodness, man, he puts out so much great stuff. He's also He's got several other books out there, Beach Money, and he's got a lot of good books, a lot of good advice that he has. Really good stuff. So I'll have all of that linked up at menofabundance.com with the links and everything to those books as well. And, of course, if there's any audio books, and I know a lot of those are in audio form as well, uh, I'll have the links to those there as well. So i got one last question for you guys, and that is, what does living a life of abundance mean to you? Well, to me, living a life of abundance is uh, a formula of uh, there's a time component and um, there's individuality um, and there is joy I think those three things together mean you know to me mean abundance abundance um, the time component to me is living in the present and focusing on what you can do now uh, to make your life abundant and to make others life abundant the concept of, of joy you know as I learned from Cheryl as she's teaching uh, teens and adults the concept of joy is just critical, you know. Um, every, you know, what we do in life that, that's sustainable, that gives us energy and drive, joy is such a component, you know. And again, I am the learner. I am being enlightened. Um, I, I, you know, joy to me was the happiness others had, you know. The concept of joy in my own life, I didn't really feel until recently. And and re, and and the, the the thing that that must go with it again is time. It's got to be in the present. You can't think of the past. You can't think much of the future. You need to can concentrate and focus to be abundant on what's happening in your life now. What can bring joy and focus and uh, to yourself and to others? Yeah, I guess mine would be um, overlap a little bit, but clarity, clarity, freedom, and joy. And so clarity as to what's important to you and why. Freedom to pursue it on your own terms. And joy, meaning joy for what you do and also for your life at home because they go hand in hand. That's part of sustainable high performance. So um, clarity, joy, and freedom for me. And that's why I'm so passionate about coaching teens and adults to find their joy and to figure out how to be sustainable high performers. Wonderful. I absolutely love it. You know, I've really enjoyed this conversation. We could go on forever because I just love having this conversation as I do so many of the conversations that I have uh, on the show and off the show for that matter. But we can't go on forever. We both have uh, other engagements we got to get to. I just want to thank you very, very much for everything that you do for families teens everybody that's that comes in contact with you that you get connected with and um i will definitely be in contact with you because uh, i have a few other questions that i have for you on a personal level but we got to close this up and before we do please leave us with a quick parting piece of guidance and any other way that we can reach you and make sure that i get that link so that i can put it up in the show notes all right i would just like to leave listeners with the idea of presence and doing some due diligence and finding purpose and encouraging their teens to find some purpose. And that's gonna require a step back, maybe a vacation this summer that's unplugged or something like that. So give yourself and your teens a little time to figure out some presence and purpose.
Great, and, and I think my parting is that, um, you know, as men, you know, we, we feel that we need to be responsible. Uh, responsibility is a big trait for, I'm sure, a lot of your listeners as it is for me. And um, you need to be responsible uh, not only for others, but it's, it's, it's equally or more important to be responsible for yourself. And uh, to take that step back, to uh, give yourself permission to uh, experience things, to have dreams, uh, to pursue those dreams uh, is, is really critical, you know. And, um, uh, you know, as, as, as Cheryl mentioned earlier, I've got a month-long sabbatical that I'm planning for this summer, and I'm really looking forward to um, getting out of my own element and, and, and searching for my why and, and finding my dreams and pursuing those. Um, you know, and I encourage that of, of your listeners as well. Um, if your listeners want to reach uh, Cheryl uh, or myself and, and find a plethora of content, both about mental toughness for teens as well as some of the um, ways parents can educate themselves on how to guide teens to become mentally tough, uh, we have a great website at CherylKlein.com. Uh, there's, there's well over a hundred videos and blog posts and interviews uh, and stories like Cheryl's talked about today. Uh, all free content is available there. Uh, and and uh, we also have a, a, a weekly um, uh, set of current content that is distributed by, uh, by email to, uh, to folks in our community. Um, I really encourage people to, to check it out um, and, and check it out with your team. You know, do it together. Yeah, and there's also a whole separate portal for adults and high-performance coaching if that's something where if your listeners either don't have teens or something that they would like to learn a little bit more about sustainable high-performance. Perfect. Excellent. I'll have all of that linked up in the show notes at menofabundance.com. Scott and Cheryl, it's been a wonderful conversation. I look forward to carrying on this conversation another time. Uh, and uh, I hope you guys have an amazing day. Now go out and live your life of abundance. Well, thanks so much. It's been a pleasure, and, and you keep doing what you do because you're making a difference. Your message is resonating uh, with me and, and with so many other uh, folks out there. Um, it's really wonderful. Thanks, Clyde. It's been an honor. Thanks. All right, all of you amazing abundant leaders out there. That was another amazing conversation. Mental toughness is extremely important and you can't always get it on your own. In fact, you can seldom get it on your own. There are many factors that develop your mental toughness. There are many events that develop your mental toughness. And you know what? It's my hope that you don't get involved in some sort of tragic event that would really cause you to engage in your mental toughness and use your mental toughness. But the fact of the matter is, it chances are it's going to happen. So I want you to be ready for that. People who are mentally tough bounce back much quicker. They react to different situations with much calmer demeanor, and they can further help other people in times of crisis. So develop your mental toughness. Figure out how to do that. If you need to get a coach, get a coach. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.